Do you think people have an understanding that the Holy Spirit lives within them and will never leave them nor forsake them? Well, I don't think any of us can totally understand that. But as we read the Word of God and begin to just soak in the Word and believe what the Word is telling us, He can become more real in our lives on a daily basis. But it begins with knowing that He's in us and indwelt us as believers. And Scripture tells us that Jesus had to go back to the Father so that the Holy Spirit would come. To answer your question, I don't really think any of us can grasp that, but we just have to believe that He's in us and go from there. We have to believe without doubting. We have to have this childlike faith. When Jesus told us that He was going to send back the Holy Spirit to us, we have to believe that we receive this Holy Spirit. The reason we have the Holy Spirit so we'll begin to speak forth the things of God. So we'll begin to renew our mind to what we now have in Christ. So we can reach others. And I think this is what Jesus was trying to tell us in John chapter 14, starting with the 10th verse. And I'm reading from the New King James. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? He's asking this question to the disciples and those around him. Can I set the stage just in case people don't understand? Sure. John 14, 15, and 16 was the, the last words that Jesus was speaking to the disciples before he went to the cross. So these are very important questions that he's asking and very important words that he's saying. It starts out, chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. They were going to see all of this awful suffering that our Lord Jesus was going to do, but he's telling them these words, and if they can focus on these words, and he's telling us that today, Mitch, we can focus on this and begin to believe it. Well, you started off in 14.1. You just, you just read a portion of this, but it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's it. He's making a statement here, trying to instruct them you believe the words that I'm telling you because this is how it's all going to operate. It's through the power of words. And you need to have an understanding that I will be living inside you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I will give you the words to speak, and we're going to see this as we read through here. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. He's trying to inform them because Jesus is going to leave here within a few days. And he's wanting them to understand the Holy Spirit that lives within Jesus is going to live within us. And he will give us the words to speak. We will have this anointing like Jesus. As we think about this and all the things that we know that transpired as we've read the word, Peter denied him later on in the garden, and not only Peter, but the, the Scripture says they all left him. All of the disciples ran away. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. Look what happened after at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and indwelt them. That power of God now overshadowed them, and they went out and turned the world upside down or right side up, so to speak. I think what Jesus is trying to instruct here is the fact that they were still carnally minded. Ooh, that's good. They were still carnally minded, but 
when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, then their mind began to think differently. They spoke differently because now they're receiving instructions from the Holy Spirit of God. And this is the direction we're wanting to go as well in our life. We're wanting to begin to speak forth the things of God, understanding the power of God that lives within us. Because when we speak forth the things of God, the Spirit of God touches a man's spirit. And this is where the power's located. It's the Spirit touching a person's spirit. And first of all, it's the Holy Spirit touching our spirits and giving us revelation, knowledge of the Word. And then we speak to other people. And all of that is just part of the Great Commission, to go and make disciples. And you make disciples by talking about God and His awesomeness, His presence in our lives, and the miracles and the blessings that come forth from living for Him and focusing our mind on Him. But it all starts with the Word and what we say. So I guess the question, again, that I have for our listeners, do you believe that the Holy Spirit of God lives within you to help change your way of thinking and the way you speak? And your way of life. Yes. Totally. Let me read this question in the Amplified. And it says here in verse 10, chapter 14 of John, Do you not believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me. And he goes on to say, What I am telling you, I do not say on my own authority and of my own account. But the Father who lives continually in me does. He says his words, his own, and then he does his own miracles and deeds of power. Man. It all begins with believing. Do you believe? And then as you believe that the Father is in you, then the power shows up in miracles and signs and wonders. And whoo, away we go (laughs) and get all excited. But it's, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit can transform your life by believing. And how many times does the scripture say, only believe? And this is what the Holy Spirit is wanting us to stress to the listeners, is only believe. Believe the Holy Spirit will transform you. Believe the Holy Spirit lives within you. As we study this, when we get into chapter 15, we are going to see the Holy Spirit's wanting to prune our speech so we can bear fruit. This is what we need to understand and realize in John 14. Verse 26, this is what the Holy Spirit will do when we believe that He lives inside, that He lives inside my spirit and gives me the thoughts, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. This is what the Holy Spirit will do. And this is what we need to understand and and begin to believe that the Holy Spirit is here to help us. He's here to guide us. He's here to teach us. That's the first thing that we have to focus on. The very first thing is you have to believe that you became this new creature in Christ. This Holy Spirit of God now indwells you. And then, then you can begin to read the word and speak forth the word to transform this physical, the things we see in the physical and the natural. All of this has happened in the supernatural realm. You've become a child of God. Your spirit is is totally pure. You're this new creation in Christ. 
But in order to live that out, your responsibility is to read the Word and speak forth the words of God. We can believe that we're new creatures in Christ, but until we begin to mine that out of us, dig down into the depths of who we are through the Word, that's the only way it's going to transform our lives. The Holy Spirit is wanting to bring us out of the physical realm into the spiritual realm with our thinking and our words. And as you were talking, this is what the Lord was telling me. I want to bring you out of the physical, thinking physical with your mind, will, and emotions, imagination, and thoughts, and I want to bring you into the spiritual. I want the Holy Spirit to teach you my ways, and my ways are love, joy, and peace, and long-suffering, and gentleness, meekness, and kindness. My ways are one of edification, exhortation, and comfort. And I want you to begin to be trained so you will speak forth those things. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life now. He wants to bring us out of the physical into the spiritual with our words. You got to know, too, that in your spirit, you're complete and whole. It's in us. We have the blessings. We, we have the greatest If you want to put it in natural terms, it's beyond all the wealth of this world dwelling in us. Begins by believing that. Once we begin to understand this blessing, where we begin to speak well of others, we're no longer speaking ill of others. We understand people's conditions. We understand the circumstances of life that they're going through. We understand all those things. We can love our enemies now. We can love those who spitefully use us because now we're walking in the spiritual realm and not in the physical where our emotions will dictate what we say. We will say only the things of God, but we have to believe the Holy Spirit lives within us. And Terry, don't you think we have to seek God in order for all this to materialize in our life? We have to be seeking Him. Absolutely. We can't just do this on a Sunday morning when we go to church. We can't just be doing this occasionally. We have to be meditating upon the things of God, learning to hear from the Holy Spirit so we can speak forth the things of God and walk in this spiritual realm with our words. Romans 8, 6 tells us that to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you're focused on the spiritual, the supernatural, the Holy Spirit of God in you, all you get is life and peace. That's awesome. Verse 27, where we were reading a few minutes ago in John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Now listen to this. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What he's telling us, once we walk in this spiritual realm, listening to the Holy Spirit and speaking forth the things of God, blessing others, praying for others, we will have peace of mind. But if we walk in the world, speaking forth the things of the world, walking in the way of the world, we'll not have peace of mind. Exactly. Because the world is the physical mind, will, and emotion, and imagination The peace 
that Jesus is talking about is in the spiritual where our mind is focused in on the things of God and being led by the Holy Spirit, as we read up here in verse 26. Did you read verse 26 in the Amplified? I don't think you did. No, I didn't. Let me back up. But the Comforter, and this is what the Holy Spirit is. It's all of these things. He's the Counselor, the Helper, the Intercessor, the Advocate, the Strengthener, the Standby. He comes alongside. It's the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. You know what comes to my mind, Terry, as you were reading this? Stop, think and listen. This is what he's instructing us to do. Stop, think, and listen to the Holy Spirit before we speak. We are to be listening to the Holy Spirit. This is so awesome how it all ties together. Let me read 27 now, because you just said that. Let me read this. Peace I leave with you. Oh, that, that's that peace that passes all understanding. It's just awesome to get over there in the peace of God. Anyway, I got lost in the peace of God there for a minute, I think. Peace I leave with you, my own peace. My own peace. God's peace. The Lord's peace. The Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is saying here. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now listen to this part. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. What did you say a little bit ago, Mitch? Stop. Stop, think, and listen to the Holy Spirit. When you begin to do those things, you're no longer afraid. You no longer have anxiety. You're not unsettled. You're just in that peace of God. Yes, because you're listening to the Holy Spirit, and you're speaking forth blessings when you do this. Because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say to minister to someone. He will give you words to say to yourself, to minister to you, to build you up, to comfort you for whatever situation may come your way. We just need to train our minds. And this is what the Holy Spirit is telling us in verse 26. He will teach you all things. He will teach us. He's going to train our minds if we're willing to seek him and allow him to do this. He will give us the comfort we need when we need it. He will give us the words to speak when we need to speak to someone. Mitch, you said something there in that sentence that you said, we have to be willing. Once you become willing, that Holy Spirit will just begin to reveal stuff to you as you read the word. You don't have to be some kind of a giant scholarly type of person. Just Take some simple scriptures and begin to meditate on them, willingly letting the Holy Spirit reveal himself to you. Oh, that scripture says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Think about it. It's powerful. Oh, man. So those are those words you begin to think and speak to yourself in these situations that come up in your daily life. Well, Lord is with me. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. And then you get stack some other scriptures on that. And, and if it's a, things don't look good, you say, 
All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And you know that we can begin to ask anything in His name then. This is what He was instructing the disciples and those around Him. Because I can back up a little bit in John 14, verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Wow. The point being, when we have this mindset, where we have the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we can go before the Father. And I'm thinking of this analogy again, of Jesus just standing before me and asking me this question. What do you want me to do for you? This is basically what he was saying here. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So I think of Jesus standing before me saying, what do you want me to do for you? If I'm sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to this question Mm. that Jesus is posing here, I'm going to say, Father, help me love my enemies. Help me to bless my enemies. Help me to grow in this area. Because what are we doing, Terry? We're taking our minds off ourselves. This is why we can ask anything in Jesus' name, because when we take our mind off ourselves, we're walking like Jesus. We're not self-centered. You're letting that Holy Spirit of God, the nature of God that's in you flow out of you, Mitch. You just explained what happens when you focus on God. You let the nature of God flow. The questions and the, the, the wants and the needs that you have are His wants that flow out of you, the Holy Spirit. There are times when you don't even know what to ask for, but you rely on that Holy Spirit inside of you to reveal stuff to you. And scripture even goes on to tell us He'll show you things to come. The Lord just gave me this the other evening as I was praying and seeking Him. In Romans 8, He's our intercessor. He intercedes on our behalf. Ask anything in my name. This is why I'm asking you. I will intercede on your behalf. I'm going to move in your life. So the question I have for the listeners, Terry, the question I have for the listeners, if things are not moving in your life, am I speaking forth the things of God? Am I listening to the Holy Spirit? You need to examine yourself. And I want to say it this way, Mitch. Where's your focus? Where's your focus? Are you looking at the situation that you're in? Or are you looking to the Holy Spirit who's told you, in this situation, I'm with you. Where is your mindset? Are you in the world, in the flesh? Are you focusing on me? If you're focusing on me, I have the answer. Relax, be still, and know that I am God. I have the answer. If you're having trouble in your relationship with a spouse, if you're having relationship problems with your children, if you feel angry all the time, if you're having problems at work, and you're not at peace, you need to examine yourself. You need to understand the Holy Spirit is here to help you in every situation. Have you grown to where you're listening to the Holy Spirit to help you and guide you and teach you and give you the words to speak? 
Are you speaking forth blessings to individuals? Or are they cursings? Have you stopped and listened to the Holy Spirit of God in you before you begin to speak anything out of your mouth? Have you even considered it? Yes. This is why we're doing this teaching. The Holy Spirit wants to train your mind to stop, think, and listen. Are the words that I'm about to speak, are they going to be from God or are they going to be from the world? Because if they're from the world, they are going to cause fear, anxiety, anger, wrath, all those things if they're not from God. Death. You're going to speak forth death because you're carnally minded. You can be a Christian, but you can be carnally minded. And this is why you're having problems in your life, because you're not walking in the Spirit of God. You have not trained your mind. No. You haven't learned to develop confidence and trust in the Holy Spirit. You have not grown in this area. This is why you're having the same problems over and over again. You need to examine yourself Terry goes right back. We need to have ears to hear. You got to get over there in the spirit of God. And Mitch, there's no condemnation. If you're walking in in the spirit, listening to the spirit, there's no condemnation. Romans 8, 1. He does not want us to be under any condemnation or guilt. This is why we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And when we're saying stuff like, you need to read the word, and you need to get that down in you. We're not, we're not trying to, to condemn you. We're trying to encourage you. If the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to you now, remember this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If our words sound condemning, they're not intended to be because we're trying to walk after the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has this unction inside of you that's saying, listen to the Holy Spirit. If it's coming through these two guys' voices, listen to it. This is how the Holy Spirit works. It's through edification. I'm going to try to build you up. But in order for me to build you up, I'm going to do a little exhortation where I'm going to bring to mind things you need to know so I can build you up. So I can encourage you to help you move forward in your spiritual walk. And by doing this, the third thing, the comforter, he will comfort you and stand alongside you and begin to reveal truth to you so you can be set free and then therefore minister to others. This all makes sense when you begin to tie this together, what's really transpiring here. And it goes right back into the Holy Spirit wants to take us out of the physical realm of thinking and put us in the spiritual realm of thinking because the spiritual way, God's way, has a different way of thinking. Because you quoted Romans 8, to be carnally minded is death. And that's absolutely true. This is why the Holy Spirit of God wants to bring us back to the spiritual realm of thinking like God had created in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, as born-again believers... What an awesome thought that is that we've been brought back into the Garden of Eden. For me, that Garden of Eden is relationship with the Father. I can now go to the Father and ask anything in His name, and He hears me. 
Terry, I'm, I'm just visualizing Jesus standing before me and telling me, I love you. Mm. I love you so much. I want this relationship. And this relationship is one of, you can ask anything in my name. And I'll do it. This is why Jesus instructs us to walk in love. Because this is his character. This is God's character. And this character now lives within us. This is why we can pray for someone to come to him and the Holy Spirit will move. We have confidence in this. This is why we can pray for someone to be healed because God loves them. And we're speaking forth the things of God, believing that God will heal. This is why we believe that God can heal our circumstances and relationships because we're in his realm now, the spiritual realm. We've taken our eyes off ourselves and focused in on others just like Jesus Jesus's entire ministry was focused in on others he loved us he loved us unconditionally perfect love casts out fear you know Mitch he knows everything about us he knows us perfectly and yet he loves us perfectly what a thought huh Mitch yes He is kind to the unthankful and evil. He is kind to all mankind because he loves us. And this should be the message. This should be the words that come out of our mouth. Love, compassion. And this is what Jesus is trying to instruct us in through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's interceding on our behalf. We just have to have confidence and trust in him. We just have to believe, don't we, Terry? Just believe. Those two commandments, love God and love your neighbor. That will begin to flow out of you as you begin to renew your mind to the word of God. Begin to speak forth his word. Stop. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Let him flow out of you. Let that peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Doesn't this all start to begin to make sense? Oh, yeah. This is all starting to make sense. It makes sense now about loving God and loving your neighbor because this is all how it operates. This is how the Holy Spirit operates. That's the way our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, operated on this earth. You just said it, Mitch. He loves us, wants the best for us. He gave us this example as he walked this earth as a man. And now we can live that lifestyle because of the Holy Spirit he has sent back to indwell us. That's exciting, Mitch. I can never stress enough just how much God truly wants this relationship with us, how he wants us to have peace of mind. And most importantly, Terry, he wants us to just believe and trust in him that all things are possible whenever we ask anything in his name.